I see with my own naked eye. I gotta cut the cord and fall away. That instinct I can justify. And on, please. Dumois has the whole story. Did you hear what Dumois Dumois. said? Who is it? Can you believe this blind item? Dumois was on that story a long time ago. Sunday mean celeb sightings with Dumois. Dumois. I cannot believe what I just read about on Dumois. I need to hear more. Hello, and welcome to Do You, the show where you'll hear all the latest in celeb gossip and special exclusives that are not shared on my Instagram or anywhere else. I'll be your guide into the world of celeb news, sightings, and secrets. I will be giving you all of the information I have on your favorite topics every week. This week, we're talking about the timeline of events around the Don't Worry Darling drama, the Venice Film Festival, Adele's relationship status, Nathan Fielder, Kanye's Donda School, and multiple couple announcements. We're discussing all of this with return guest and friend of the podcast, Kelty Knight. You may know her as one of the hosts of the wildly popular podcast, Lady Gang. Let's get started. Fifty high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of the Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all of their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Do You. Let's get right into it today. I am so happy to have this guest here today because it's been a crazy weekend and you're just such a calming force, Kelty. It's Kelty Knight of the wildly popular podcast Lady Gang. Welcome back. You've been here before. I've been here before. Thank you for coming. I've never been more popular than when I was on your podcast. And I woke up this morning. I I was exhausted because I was on TikTok late into the night about all of this don't worry drama. And um, I woke up this morning. I was like, thank God I get to see do today and we're going to talk about it. And I can't, I needed to talk about it with someone. (laughs) This is crazy. 
yes, right now it's Tuesday and there are rumors swirling about what happened at the Venice Film Festival, specifically an incident where people think that Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine. I've never received so many DMs asking me if it was true, which is shocking because if you believe that Harry Styles actually spit on another person in public at the moment where all eyes are on him during a very controversial event, then I think there's something wrong with you. No offense. The way I feel about it is if you think that Harry Styles had the evilness within him to spit on Chris Pine and like for whatever reason and had that evil seed, then you instantly go to the press conference where he's asked what he likes about the movie. And he's like, I like it because it's a movie. Like, I don't know. (laughs) He seems tired. Like, I don't think he's, even if he hated Chris Pine and wanted to spit on him, I don't think he had the energy, the mental capacity to like figure out the spitting spit gate for himself. So I can't imagine that he would even do that. He seems very sleepy. (laughs) I'm laughing at your Harry Styles impression. (laughs) He's like, I just, I like it because it just like reminds me of a movie. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. You know what? I have so much, I have some, I'm just saying one thing. Okay. Here's what happens when you become super, super famous is you stop doing press. Harry Styles has probably other than like the Zane Lowe interview for his album has not sat down and had to answer questions like this since he was in One Direction. Like it's been a long time since Harry Styles has done a press conference where you can ask whatever you want. And honey is out of practice. Love him, love a Harry Styles, but like does not remember his press training. I agree. And also he's probably never had to do this type of press for something that's a movie. A movie and music, I think, I would think are two different beasts. Well, I've interviewed Harry Styles many times on the red carpet and he's lovely and so darling and hot and charming and wonderful. And it's like, I don't know what got into him, the jet lag. Maybe he actually does not like the movie at all. Maybe he's been up blotting tears off Olivia Wilde's face all night. Like, I don't know what happened, but he was not present in Venice. I don't think anyone was. Olivia actually looked like she was the only one that was like present. High alert, high alert. (laughs) Okay, well, I've been asked by many people to do this, and I'm going to take you guys through a timeline of all of the Don't Worry Darling drama all the way back to 2020. So bear with me. I also want to preface this by saying this is my timeline. This is not a timeline that I researched by looking at articles or watching other people's TikToks. This is based on information that I've received from my sources combined with some press. So I <laughs> I wish everyone could see you right now. You're like gospel. so focused. It's gospel. No, I like let it have my pen. I'm about to take notes because I need. Okay, so let me get through answers. it and then you can ask questions at the end. Okay. okay. I couldn't get an exact date for this, but in sometime in the spring or summer of 2020, it was announced that there would be a movie called Don't Worry Darling starring Florence Pugh and Shia LaBeouf. In between the time it was announced and August 15th of 2020, Olivia allegedly went horseback riding. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, that that comes later. That comes later. Between when the movie was announced and August 15th of 2020, Olivia Wilde asks Florence if she feels comfortable working with Shia. 
Florence says no, allegedly, allegedly. This is from a source of what really happened. This is what they're telling me what really happened. Florence says no, she does not feel comfortable. Olivia says she has no choice but to ask Shia to leave. On August 15th, 2020, Florence Pugh texts Shia and says, where did you get me being scared of you from? Don't be silly. I'm sorry that you feel that way. If I may be so bold that I think that it's in your own head, which I'm sure isn't a nice feeling. Of course, we can always do more talking. I reckon it's always been more of a case of waiting to see what happens with Corona, especially with the constant changes of dates. Okay, that text was sent on August 15th. Okay, August 18th. This is the date that Olivia Wilde made the Shia, Shia, Shia video. How do I know that? Because if you look up paparazzi pictures of her, there is a Daily Mail article dated August 18th where she is horseback riding in the same T-shirt that she is wearing in the Shia, Shia, Shia video. And she also tells Shia that she had just been horseback riding. Now, paparazzi pictures are known to be not released to the public the same day they are taking. So let's assume that that video was taken on August 17th or 18th. After, this is important, after Florence tells Shia, I'm not scared of you. Where did you hear that from? So why did Olivia send the video if prior to that, she asks Shia to leave. Someone says that maybe she felt overwhelmed by the situation. She took Florence's side in the beginning when she asked Florence if she felt okay with working with Shia and Florence said no. And then Olivia asks Shia to leave and she kind of like backtracked and she tried to save the movie. So she sends the Shia, Shia, Shia video asking him if there's a way that they could work it out. Now, during that time, Florence was allegedly missing rehearsals due to personal reasons. So that is supposedly why she, in the video, says Miss Flo needs to blah de blah blah You know how she, like, the whole Miss Flo comment, right? Okay, now I know that part is a little confusing. We can go back and if you have questions. At the end of September, it is announced that Shia is out of the movie and Harry will be replacing him. So the video was sent on August 17th or 18th. It is announced end of September that Shia is out. So in between the video and the end of September, Shia's claim is that he quit the movie. I am hearing that he was actually asked to leave because Florence felt uncomfortable working with him, but there was some backtrack in Olivia Hence the video. On October 26th, 2020, they start filming the movie. In November 2020, it is announced that Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis have split. There are pictures, paparazzi pictures of them from November 2020 to December 2020 of Jason and Olivia being friendly, co-parenting, hugging, being friendly. In January of 2021, 
Harry and Olivia go public. On January 4th of 2021, now I don't want to say I broke this story, but I kind of did, but I'm going to read you guys the blind that was sent to me on January 4th, 2021. And I'll tell you why this blind was sent to me, which I now realized after the fact. At the time, I was kind of like, wow, this is interesting information. On January 4th of 2021, the following blind item was sent to me. Two darlings caught together. I have it on very good faith that the darling male lead of a much anticipated movie was snapped with his older female director co-star this weekend in Santa Barbara. Wonder why they were together. Hmm. Pap picks may be coming out soon. That was sent to me on January 4th. I posted it on January 4th. On January 6th, the pictures get released. So I think what happened was somebody that works in media, works in press, saw the pictures before they were released and they sent me the tip. That's what happened because that, that does happen sometimes. So that's also why you can't believe that the date that you see in an article of when uh, paparazzi pictures, they weren't necessarily taken on the date of the article. So you have to give, you know, a couple days prior or after leeway. In February of 2021, Don't Worry Darling wraps. On February 15th, now this, I've maintained this from the beginning because a lot of people like to say that the fans were the ones who started all the rumors about Don't Worry Darling. On February 15th, okay, it wraps in February. Immediately after it wraps, I get these messages. I have it on very good authority that this director was not involved in directing as it would seem. I'm hearing the cinematographer of the film did a lot of the heavy lifting, which I think disappointed some of the A-list actors on set. Again, on February 15th, if your director blind is about who I think it is about, I can confirm there was a lot of on-set drama. That might account for some recent social media posts and how they were worded. So the recent social media posts were from, I think, Olivia and Florence. People were dissecting everything they posted after the movie wrapped. Okay, now that brings us from February 15th, 2021 to today. The rumors started around February 2021 and just ramped up until we are present day. So that's the timeline of what happened. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know if that clears some stuff up. Now, you also have to put in there the Jason Sudeikis clause. When did her and Jason actually break up? His side will tell you one thing. Her side will tell you another. His side will say they were still together. Now, by the way, they're, they're not married. Everyone loves to call him her husband. They're not married. They were engaged. His side will say, and people have messaged me, that he was coming to set in September. I mean, when I say coming to set, maybe like dropping the kids off, maybe stopping by. Okay, that's his side. Her side will say the relationship was over way before that, in the beginning of 2020. Now, somebody sent me this message. I have info for you about Olivia Wilde and Don't Worry Darling. I have this info from someone who not only worked on Don't Worry Darling, but worked directly with Olivia during prep and filming. They said it was common knowledge she was single during prep 
for the movie. Like the guys would tease each other about who would ask her out first, but in a fun way. They all admired her and my source says she was really cool. Now, they didn't say this exactly, but they alluded to Harry and Florence hooking up prior to filming. But somehow Olivia entered the mix and you know what happens next. So that's also the other wrench, which I've said on my podcast. I have heard from certain circles in Hollywood, there was a rumor going around that Harry and Florence had hooked up prior to filming. So prior to October 26th, 2020, when filming started, allegedly Harry, Harry and Florence hooked up. So that's all the information I have. Ferris, what do you think one of the biggest health challenges? Oh, for sure. Weight management. Exactly. Yo-yo dieting, losing weight, putting it back on. Trying the latest fad, it not working. Exactly. Feeling like a failure. Feeling like a failure is the worst feeling when it comes to weight loss. And then getting discouraged. What if I told you I knew of something that could help with this? I would 100% want to know. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. That's amazing. And I love how it's over a year. That's so important for sustainability. Exactly. The slow weight loss. The slow burn. <laughs> over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Roe Body Program members have support throughout the process. Roe's partner handles all of the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting room. That sounds amazing, especially for parents not having to... Yeah. Leave home. Or people that work. Yeah. Having to get that appointment. How convenient. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year, like I said, with healthy lifestyle changes. It's important to note that you do have to pair both. Um, BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.co slash do. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash D-E-U-X. Before we dive into the latest celebrity intel, let's talk about a different kind of drama, the kind that involves our furry co-stars, our pets. I wanted to share a message from our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, who is here to help with unexpected veterinary bills. What's that? Well, with Spot Pet Insurance, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills. You you would need that. Yeah, saving up to 90% on vet bills sounds fantastic. <laughs> it sure is. And get this, Spot Pet Insurance plans cover not only unexpected accidents and illnesses, but also offers an optional preventative care benefit. It can help with the cost of routine wellness, vaccines, and more. Is it pricey? Probably less expensive than a surprise $1,800 vet bill, and you know what that's like. It's not pretty. Just head over to spotpet.com for a free quote. 
paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductibles, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com forward slash sample dash policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence, American Insurance Company, or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. First of all, bravo to you. If there was an Emmy for blind item reporting on a podcast where I can't see your face, I would be giving it to you. You'd, <laughs> you're the only one in the category. The level of intensity that we just walked through for 10 minutes is next level. Um, when you're on your deathbed, you'd be like, what did I do with my life? And you'd be like, I did a dissertation on Olivia Wilde's love life. And, and I, and I don't care. And if anyone's people that are listening to this podcast, we also we're we are small people, you know what I mean? And I'm okay with that. I'm obsessed with this. I think the timeline is very interesting. So I have a few questions and a few thoughts, but my first thought is, well, my first comment is that first of all, no one is ever honest to each other's faces in Hollywood and in real life. So I am not surprised one bit that, you know, that Florence could have said she's not comfortable with doing the movie with Shia and then to his face be like, who told you that? Like to cover, yep. you know, her conversation that was private that wasn't supposed to get out. Like that happens all the time. So, but I also wanna just say in Florence's thought is that like being scared of someone and wanting to work with that like being scared of someone not wanting to work with them is different than being scared of someone and having to have these like crazy intimate scenes on film like she would have at that point read the script I'm hearing that there's like a lot of sex and a lot of like oral sex on female in this film I haven't seen it yet so you know like Shia is a, is a troubled person. We all know that he has admitted that that's not gossip that's confirmed. And so if she's looking at the script being like, am I going to be comfortable being on set with you? Cause we're Avengers together is like a totally different story than am I going to be comfortable with you when we're having sex on film and I'm buck ass naked? You know what I mean? Agree. A hundred percent agree. So I respect that she can be both of those things. It doesn't have to be like you were totally fine with it or you weren't fine with it. Like she could be friends with him and still be like, this is not the person I would choose to be in this super trustful state with, you know? Um, and the really hard thing with Shia is that he's brilliant and so many great artists are like so troubled. Um, you know, his, his claims, of, uh, the claims against him are horrific and He's also a great actor and he's both of those things at the same time, which is like also so sad. My question is this, how long do you think in regular Hollywood, people break up and then announce it to the public? Like to me, a year seems months. aggressive months, right? Yeah. So I'm, I feel the same way. I feel like Olivia's not an idiot. Well, she's not an idiot in Hollywood. She's been around the block long enough to know that she can't split up with Jason in December and then go public with someone in January. So exactly. to me, the drop-offs in November on your timeline, these feel like family, kids, we've been together for a decade, shared friendship, like whatever happened. There probably was the official breakup 
months prior. Cause that timeline, like she's not an idiot. Those paparazzi pictures that you're talking about are from the wedding they went to or whatever. And she's in the Gucci dress and they're yes. holding hands. And it's like the first time, right? She's not an idiot. She's not, I don't think she's going to go and be public with someone four weeks after she splits up with Jason Sudeikis to me. What do you think? I agree. But I also, I, I think two things can be true. I think that he could be blindsided, mm-hmm. but they also could have been broken up. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that he could have been blindsided sure. by the relationship, but yeah. they also could have been on their way to breaking up at that point, which would account for him being so upset because that's, that's what he went to the press and said. He was blindsided. He was upset. He like couldn't believe this was happening. I think both could be true. I also think, and this is like regular people shit, is that like with breakups, especially if you've been with someone for a long time and there's children involved, like it's not a breakup like you're in high school. Like I don't want to go out with you anymore. And then it's done. Like it takes years to disassemble your life from someone else's. And so I, we always see celebrities that are like, it's not on again, off again, but it's like, you're, you're apart, you're taking time, but you're still together and you're hoping for the best. And like, you know, like when you split up with people, you're never like, I'm sure Olivia wasn't like, Hey, Jason, I don't love you anymore. Fuck off. You know, she was like, Hey, like, I want to stay friends. And who knows, like, this has been a Yes. time like so he was probably holding out that this is like his dream girl and so when it was like officially officially over yeah I agree with you 100% he could absolutely be blindsided what's so interesting though is like do you remember this is something I'm going to add to your timeline do you remember when Tim uh, oh my god I said Tim Lasso I just got killed by pop culture <laughs> Ted Lasso, everyone's like, get her out. Um, do you remember when Ted Lasso was like winning or nominated for all the awards? I think it was the Emmys. And then Olivia like tweeted or something. And she yes. was like, congratulations to the whole Ted Lasso fam. Yes, I believe that was at the end of 2020. That was before the pictures came out, 100%. That's something that like really struck me. And I'm not sure why it struck me, but it's like, that made me believe that she could have been sending mixed messages. Like if I'm, if I'm splitting with you and our love is over, I'm not going on social media to like, try to stay cool with your friends. Do you know what I mean? I'm moving on. So that she was like trying to stay cool and like had been around them, I'm sure during development and was like, I'm still part of the team, but like, I'm also, you know, like, I, I don't know. That was a weird choice. Weird choice. It was, but I also think like, let's not discount the fact that she's a celebrity and they do everything for image. Right. But I'm saying like, it makes me feel like there's a guilt there. Like that's what I I do. Like there's a guilt there. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Listen, I think that he probably didn't know that she was sleeping with Harry. That's what I think. And that's what he was blindsided by. Not the fact that they were broken up. The fact that she was sleeping with like the hottest man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. I, I, Who also happened to be the lead in her film. Now, one more thing I want to just add and tell me if my timeline made this clear. Neither Olivia nor Shia are lying about what happened. If Olivia did ask Shia to leave and then backtracked with the video, she did technically, quote unquote, fire him. And if he declined after her video, he did technically, quote unquote, leave the film. So it's very blurry, 
Mm. But if you really think about it, neither are really lying about what happened. Do you agree with that? I agree. One, it's so good that you put just a highlight on that because I, I think what's interesting about this story is that you want someone to be the bad guy and someone to be the good guy. But what people are like missing is the nuance of Hollywood. Like, you know, they're it's all bullshit. It's bullshit in front of the camera. It's bullshit behind the scenes. Like it is, it is all manipulation. And this is why celebrities are so nuts. They are passed around like toys. They are treated like banks um, and, you know, number crunching and, you know, there's no humanity in Hollywood. And so all of these things can absolutely be true. And I think there was, you know, in, in the defense of Olivia, I can imagine, I, I just executive produced my own show as well. And, and, uh, you know, not a director, but up there and, you are placating a lot of cooks in the kitchen and you're trying to stay friendly and on good terms with everyone in the circle at all times. So like, you know, I'm sure there was some placating in this video. And then when it came out, when she did the variety story and it was like, I fired him because he's not safe. I'm sure Shai was like, what are you talking about? We had really good conversations about this. And I thought we came to an understanding and like, that's why he's mad. So yeah, it's like, no one tells the truth in Hollywood. There's no, like Olivia and any of the people involved in this would never sit down and be like, hey, Shia. So F at KA Twigs, <laughs> like they would never be like, here's why this is happening. They would be like, you're so talented. I don't want it. But like Mr. Jim at the office, you know, like no one ever takes accountability for making those hard decisions. And so you can't expect it to be clean cut and clean. And I think that a lot of people got hurt along the way. Um, and it just, I mean, it all came to a head at the Venice film festival on the red carpet. I mean, that was like, uh, I mean, you could not uh, get me a butter knife. Cause I can cut right through it. It was wild to watch. I agree. Now, do you think that I, th- I didn't add this to my timeline, but I would be curious to see did she go on record saying that she fired him from the film after the Twigs article came out? I don't know. Yeah, that that I should have added because that would be interesting. Like, was she just trying to prove she's a feminist and what she did was to support women? You know what I mean? Because when people use the word fired, it's like it seems hostile, right? And then the video was released and we could clearly see it was not a hostile situation. Right. So that's what makes her look like a liar in my my opinion. Not Not what happened, just like how it was presented. Well, I think what's so interesting and what has been so captivating in response to what you just said about this story is that we are literally watching media and the way that celebrities do press tours and promote their projects evolve super fast in a, in a wild time. And this is why it's like in five years ago, Olivia Wilde being a female director, incredible. Like we're, there's not enough seats at the table. This is an incredible story. So of course she goes and does the cover of variety and she does her big interview, but like People used to do those because that was the showpiece, right? Like your team is like, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to do this big sit down with Variety about you being a female director and female empowerment and all this stuff. The issue is now 
that you don't just get to put a tent pole in for what you want people to talk about and have them, you can't lead the horse to water because the horse is off on Reddit and TikTok and all these different things. And so these two types of media are working in the same time. So she's doing this traditional press tour. It's the, everyone knows this is the start of Oscar season. This is when the people, you know, whatever happens at Toronto Film Festival and Venice Film Festival leads the way into award season. So she's doing this very traditional, like I'm a feminist, here comes girl power, like an Ava DuVernay, if you will, you know what I mean? Like there's no seats at the table. I made my own seat. Like that's so cool. But then on the backside of it, the internet is telling a completely different story. And that's where you get in trouble is like, you have to be the receipts and who you are and what you are working with your team to put out there in the world has to be so locked down. There can be no holes. So if there were holes, and it sounds like this was very dramatic in pre-production and making the movie, if there were holes, her team possibly should have sat down and been like, maybe we shouldn't do the big female empowerment thing if it's going to sometimes come out that Florence was not happy, you know? Maybe her team didn't really know. Now, this is another thing that I heard that Harry didn't know about any of this. Harry didn't know about the shy video. Harry didn't know about all these text messages. And why would he? Do you know what I mean? He came in, you know, after all of that was done. So he was very upset by everything that came out. And you could kind of see it on his face. You know, he accepted an award. I don't know if you saw this. After the whole shy video came out, he accepted an award um, at the MTV, I think, VMAs. Now, I'm not a Harry expert, but... He looked like sad and defeated. I felt bad for him, actually. I actually feel kind of bad for him in this whole situation because the poor kid's just trying to, like, you know, act in his first movie and he's caught up in the drama. And I know, you know, it's because they have a relationship and whatnot, too. But I think we could see and we could say at this point that this situation is way more layered than just Harry and Olivia's relationship. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you something that I I feel exactly the same as you. I'm feeling a lot of, I feel compassion for all of them, to be honest, because I've been in the boss position that has to kind of like lie to people and like to get what you need for your business. And like, I've also been in like the person I love, I've been in all these positions and, and I'll just say this, like I've been married for 10 years and I still have a very difficult time loving my husband when he is wrong. And I, this is the love of my life. You know what I mean? When you are in a relationship with someone and you love them, they are your person and they fuck up. It is such a difficult place to be, to support them and love them through that. Cause you have to love them through that. But you also have to be like, but I don't really agree with what you did. So this is a young man. He's in his twenties. He is the most famous man on the planet right now. He's on tour. He's probably freaking exhausted. And then to have to deal with the pressure of, him acting for the first time, all eyes are on him and his talent. Can he actually do it? And then have to like, if they are in love, which I'm sure they are because they've been together long enough, like to love her through this mess is so much pressure on a young guy. Like, I don't believe men until they're 35, 30, know even how to be in a relationship. Um, No offense to all you guys out there and young people, but like, I just, your brain isn't even formed. So this is so much pressure for him. And I do believe he's cracking. He did not look happy. And, and I feel very sad for him that this has been such a bummer experience because I think Harry Styles could be the next great global triple threat, you know? Um, the reviews 
the reviews say maybe not in this movie, but like, oh my God, can you imagine the first podcast you ever did? People held you over the fire and were like, this is all you'll ever be. And this is your worth. Like, no, we get better. You have to be in multiple movies before you can figure it out. And so I just, I really have a lot of compassion for him on how he is supporting his girlfriend. If they're still together, girlfriend, lover through this mess, and then also taking care of his, his own mental health. Agree. Well, let's change lanes a little. Um, I have some couple announcements. Hold on. You're not going to talk about the freaking lineup at the red carpet. Oh, how everyone was staggered to not Olivia, be near each space, other. Space, Harry, space, Olivia, well, that, space. I mean, floor. honestly, also, what if the people behind the scenes were like, let's give them nothing to talk about. Let's put the people that they don't expect to be next to each other next to each other. So everyone shuts the fuck up. It's just adding more fuel to the fire to me to have things like that happen, which is ridiculous. I think. I just can't like from being behind the scenes in Hollywood, I can't even imagine the amount of emails, calls, zooms that went on the week before this red carpet to figure out the seating chart. It was like a row wedding. Like they, the negotiations of who was middle, who was wearing black, who was wearing yellow, what colors, what time you're arriving, who was walking out first. Like it's a master, a master plan in publicity. And I think it would have just been better if they would have just put Olivia in the middle and Harry and Flo. Or I was also thinking to myself, it would have been better had Olivia just bowed out. Like let the stars, you know, be the stars of the film and she can come in later and do her red carpet. But like, I don't know. I wouldn't have put myself in the middle. I would have let Florence and Harry have their moment and maybe stood on the side. Like, I don't know that yellow was the choice. Like, I know it was probably all planned months in advance, but like, it was just such a bold and maybe, maybe I'm proud of her too. Maybe I'm like, okay, fuck it. Lady boss, wear your yellow dress, stand in the middle. This is your (laughs) show. Like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm just, I would love to know what your listeners think about it because I'm like torn between like, should you just have like, let the stars have their moment? Or are you like, this is my circus. I'm Brittany. All eyes on me. I mean, I had a couple people message me being like, why don't the stylists confer with each other before an event like this? Because I think that I guess they thought visually the lineup looked weird as far as like styling is concerned, but I don't think that's something that stylists confer on. Correct. I, in this case, with the stylists shading everyone on Instagram, oh, I can't God, imagine that they, me I mean, this is like, this is like team Aniston, team Jolie in the nineties. Like this is wild right now. What's happening. I mean, we're about to make a tank top. Um, no, I don't <laughs> think they can, I don't think they conferred, but I, I do think that stylists do. I, I don't think that it's, it's not a thing that they don't. I've been on many press tours where Zendaya's uh, stylist La Roach is talking to, you know, someone, well, he styles both of them for Spider-Man, but like, you know, there, there's often a like, what are we doing? And it happens more around like Venice is balls to the wall. It's like, could not be fancier, like fancy, fancy, fancy. Um, but like at other pub, uh, public events, it's like, are we doing ladies in suits? Are we doing cocktail? Are we doing what colors are we doing? Like people do, cause it adds to the cohesiveness of the whole story that you're telling the world. And like this, these choices and these colors and these people together with the Harry's collar. I mean, it was just so many, it was like so dysfunctional. <laughs> It was very dysfunctional. It was like my cart at Target after I've spent an hour in Target. It's like, I've got some pasta sauce. I've got a tank top. I've got like, 
You know what I mean? It's just like we pulled everything and it's all mushed in the car and we're like, and show business. Yeah. I mean, I think that was the main comment. And then people expected Harry and Olivia not to be next to each other, which is why I think they should have been next to each other. So I don't think that was as much of a shock. Um, well, I hate I hate that shit. I literally like we all know you're a couple. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. And then everyone, you know, there was a lot of like, is he looking at her? Is he talking to her? He didn't even look her way a lot of the times. Um, that's how I, that's why I feel like they're still together. They're a hundred percent still together. I don't know why. Well, actually I'm getting messages today that a, um, a British newscaster very nonchalantly was recapping the Venice film festival and said, slipped in that they're no longer together. And I said to, I'm saying to everyone who sends me that, like, who is this newscaster? It doesn't seem reliable. And you wouldn't just slip that in to your reporting. It would be everywhere. So yeah, that sounds like bad reporting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, can we, can we move on? We can move on. We can move on. I'm done. I'm done. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for coming to this Ted talk with me. Uh, do talk. I would call it do talk. Uh, I feel, I feel still as crazy and stressed out about this whole situation. I don't know why it's taking over my life. I know none of these people personally continue. When you look at bags of dog food, you see pictures of bright carrots and juicy steaks. But when you open the bag, all you get are burnt, smelly pellets. Dog food needs some fresh thinking. Eating processed food for every meal isn't healthy. Dogs will eat anything. Just because they'll eat it, does it mean it's healthy food? This is why I love Farmer's Dog. It's real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. Just tell them about your dog and they'll deliver personalized, vet-developed recipes for as little as $2 a day. Meals arrive in pre-portioned, ready-to-serve packs, conveniently delivered on your schedule. Dog people all across the country have ordered millions of meals from the farmer's dog. It's never been easier to invest in your dog's health with fresh food. We have partnered with Farmer's Dog for a while and have stayed loyal because of the Farmer's Dog commitment to quality always. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash D-E-U-X-U. That's 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash do you. Okay, Ferris, we're about to talk about one of my favorite things. Do you know what it is? Oh, girl. (laughs) I know. It starts with a capital D. That's DoorDash. (laughs) Did you know you can order alcohol on DoorDash? You can? (laughs) Yes. Yes, you can. And I love this about DoorDash, especially if I'm having company like on a Friday night or Thursday night and I'm working all day and I don't have time to run to the store or run to the liquor store. I can just order it on DoorDash. You can dash it. I can dash it. Don't have to leave. Can continue working. Continue in the newsroom. Mm -hmm. Never have to leave the newsroom, basically. Wow. So you can just like get that news out there at the same time as making sure your incoming guests are going to have the libations that they want. Exactly. 
which is why I love DoorDash. It makes it so convenient, so seamless, so easy. I've never been let down by a DoorDash delivery. I mean, that's true. Ain't that the (laughs) truth. Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails. We love a mocktail and more can be delivered straight to your door. So get your drinks in hand without lifting a finger with DoorDash and use code DOYOU24 to get 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more on drinks through DoorDash. For eligible users only, terms apply. Must be 21 plus to order alcohol. Drink responsibly. Delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Well, um, some good news. I heard that Kate Bosworth and Justin Long are engaged. Oh, really? Oh, she'll be such a beautiful bride. She always crushes the Met Gala. Yeah. Um, Giselle and Tom are getting divorced. (gasps) No. This is what I heard. I have so many thoughts about this, too. It's because he went back to football. She has traveled around with this man. She has sat in this. Do you know how long a football game is? And do you know there are no (laughs) model-approved snacks at a football game? I have covered six Super Bowls. It's French fries, hot dogs, and beer, and nachos. Like, Giselle is sitting there for nine hours. No one's feeding her. She's starving. Where are the vegetables? And there's no avocado ice cream in the special booth for her. Um, She's followed him around. She's had all these children. She... Football is such a freaking grind of a schedule. And he was like, I'm done. And now I'm going to move back in with you. And then like, we're going to just, I'm going to retire. And she was like, great. This is what I've waited for. Now we can have our marriage. And he was like, just kidding. I'm bored. Back to football. Like I would fucking divorce him too. That's bullshit. No, I agree. I mean, I heard from two people. I will say that one of the people who told me was very, very apprehensive for me to post it we'll see I've had more celebrities be like and we're getting divorced and then like get so close to signing the paperwork and then changing their minds so exactly um two more things the next thing is I posted a picture from Adele's Instagram account of her Mm -hmm. holding an Emmy and in the back there was what looked like a book but I've literally had 200 people message me that it was actually like a Mahjong set and on the on the binding of it um, it says the Pauls, indicating a She's family. Married. Right. Now, people pointed out that it was grammatically incorrect because it read P-A-U-L apostrophe S. And if it was to indicate a couple, it would not have the apostrophe. Um, I also had tons of people message me being like, you know how many people make that mistake? You know how many Christmas cards I received from families that had the apostrophe? Are you like thinking right now what you've done? Because I see like your wheels I'm, I'm literally thinking that I'm 40 years old and I actually don't know how apostrophes work. So yeah. <laughs> you don't know the answer. For me. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Let me think about that. So after, you know, it was... Mainly the debate was people didn't even give a shit if she was married or engaged or not. Everyone was debating, A, if it was a Mahjong set or a Domino's and B, you know, the correct punctuation. But somebody did message me and they said, I send 
this blind in a couple months ago about them being engaged because my friend's brother was a private chef cooking at their house when she was singing to him and said they were engaged. So a private chef at the house, she told the chef they were engaged. This is what this person's saying. So perhaps they are engaged and somebody sent that as an engagement gift. Uh, You don't do that for an engagement gift. You don't do what? The Paul's? No, especially in Hollywood. No one's stupid enough to give you a last name gift when you're just engaged. <laughs> People you call off engagements all the time. You send a champagne. That's a wedding gift to me. That's a wedding gift. Well, then other people argued that it could have just been a gift to him for his, he has kids, you know, a gift for him and his family, the kids, the Pauls. I don't know. I think she's engaged. She could be married at this point. I 100% think she is. Well, they're hot together, so bravo. Agreed. Agreed. Can I just say one thing about that picture, though? I thought it was very interesting that they she did not have her uh, engraving on the Emmy. Oh, I, did, I didn't even notice the Emmy. I was looking at the... Um... I know. Everyone was looking at Marjan, and I'm looking at what really matters, the hardware. Um, because when you get an Emmy... Just saying I have three. Um, when they deliver <laughs> it, it actually just has your name. Uh, engraved and like what you want it for. So it should have had, unless she was just showing the backside of it, but that's weird. Like, why would you do that? I don't know. I thought it was just weird that, and she was like, Ben dropped this off, but like, why didn't, I don't know. It should have been engraved. That's all I'm saying. Do they give the award and then replace it once the engraving? I mean, here's some real, here's some real hot tea. I'm sure that Adele, someone bought her that Emmy, but when you win an Emmy as a cast, like I did uh, for a television show, you, you win one Emmy that is given to the show that stays in whatever the production office. And then if you want the Emmy, you have to buy your own. I've bought all three of my Emmys for $675. Each? Each. And then you order it. They give you a special website with, I'm probably like, I'm absolutely never going to work again. Um, You get a special website and a special code and you put it in and you can order one thing. You can order a certificate if you're nominated, but yeah, like most productions don't pay for everyone to get their Emmy. Like if you're a sound engineer or you're the costumer or whatever, and like you have that hardware, like you've bought that. Wait, I'm wondering, like, I'm so confused because like who else would foot that bill? You're saying the production? Well, sometimes like, I mean, I have no idea, but I'm assuming like if two and a half men won an Emmy, like they're making a hundred million dollars a year, they probably would pay for the Emmys for the first 10 people on the call sheet if you were, but like not the caterer. I mean, they're not probably on the list, but like not the supervising producer that's supervising producers buying their own Emmy but what's interesting is like those Emmys just happened so that's why I think there was no name on it that's not her real Emmy he came by with one of his Emmys or until hers arrives because also it takes like six months to get your Emmy the Emmys just happened they just won last week that's not her Emmy that doesn't have her name on it yet thank you I just cleared it the air that's not her Emmy that's a Amy that's an Emmy from the show that's a staged Emmy. Her real Emmy is coming. It will have her name on it. Thank you for coming to my do talk. <laughs> but she still won the Emmy. So who gives a shit if it's the real Well, Emmy she's an ego. Her? She's an ego. And now she's going to want to be an EGOT, which we're going to get an Adele musical on Broadway, which is a dream. So because she's a Grammy, she's an Oscar, and she has now this Emmy, an ego about to be an EGOT. 
her and John Legend oh, team. I was wondering what you were meaning by that. You're that. Can you just explain what that stands for? Because I don't think everyone's going to get it. When you're a high functioning A-list celebrity, it is not enough to be rich and famous. It's not enough to win a Grammy. It's not enough to win an Oscar. The cool class to be in is to be an EGOT, which stands for Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. And there's like 26 people in the history of show business who have won. Jennifer Hudson is an EGOT. John Legend is an EGOT. It's very rare. Um, and you have to win one of each. And Adele right now is at ego status because she just won the Emmy. She won a Grammy. She won the Oscar. And she has not won a Tony, which means a lot of times when celebrities get close in some way, like they're missing just an Emmy or they're missing just a Tony, they'll go and do Broadway just so they win the Tony so they can be an EGOT or on the reverse, like a Broadway serious actor um, who's won an Oscar and a Tony will go and do like a mini series so they can win an Emmy. <gasps> wow. I love that. Now I need to know who all 26 are. That's also a great descriptor for a blind item. Like this EGOT Oh, EGOT After. is a great because it's a very small list. I'll, t- I'll tell you some of the most famous ones. Like um, a lot of them you don't know because it's Audrey Hepburn was an EGOT. Whippy Goldberg is an EGOT. Andrew Lloyd Webber, Barbara Streisand, of course. Elton John's an EGOT. I mean, it's very high end. Wow. Lin-Manuel Miranda, Martin Scorsese, Viola Davis is an EGOT. I mean, it's very like it's upper echelon of talent. So I'm going to say that if you're an EGOT, you're automatically like a plus list. Yeah, EGOT's a, well, EGOT's like a, because you matter in so many circles. Like, yeah. it's so cute to be Lil Nas X, but like, Lil Nas, you don't matter in the Tony world. Broadway's like, who? You know what I mean? Like, right. to be an EGOT, you matter in the four most important entertainment circles in the Western world. And you've mattered in like a huge way. I'm more shocked that I've gotten this far without ever. Yeah, me too. What are you doing this? all day? Seeing if Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine and I'm watching a video 500 times. That's what I'm doing. Well, this is why so many big stars write those songs for Oscar movies that you've never heard of the movie. Because the way that a music star like Adele wins an Oscar is not for acting. It's for the song. Like Lady Gaga, remember, won the song. Like a lot of times these stars will write the songs for like a Disney movie and you're like, really? Why are they doing this? But yes. Wow. I just feel like a light bulb went off. Literally. And you know who I keep thinking of? Jennifer Lopez. Like, how is she going to get that Tony? Because I'm sure she, well, she isn't, she probably hasn't won a Oscar, but she's, she thought she she was was close. And justice for J-Lo. She deserved that nomination. But like, I wonder if she's like, work, has she ever worked the Tony angle? She's won the Grammys, but she hasn't won an Emmy either. She's far. She's far. But I feel like an Emmy would be easy for her somehow. She can get in there some way. It's the yeah. Tony. Like she would have to be on Broadway, which she totally can. She could sing and dance. But you don't have to win a Tony for being the star of a Tony. You could produce a oh, Tony show. Right. Like Lynn, you know what I mean? Like there's, it's the same as the Oscars. Like you can win, Producer? you know, con- for producer, for book, for choreography, for, I mean, there's a lot of different ways. Like Gloria Estefan won for On Your Feet, which is, but they won like best choreographer, but because it's her show, she still won the Tony for that, I think. I love this lesson. Thank you, Kelsey. I, I come on to to enlighten you. No, I, I love it. Are you kidding? This is like the real, this is the real the, the only bummer gossip. for you is that now that you know about EGOT, people could use it in their blinds, but I can 
almost with 100% accuracy tell you that there's no one you care about. Right. That isn't EGOT. <laughs> you're not like this EGOT director and you're like, I think it's Martin Scorsese. Like, what's <laughs> going on with him? You know? <laughs> I don't think like your audiences match up, but. No, true, Thanks true. for playing. Thanks for playing. <laughs> well, okay. The last couple or a couple to keep your eye on that I want to just talk about is Lily Reinhardt, who broke up with her boyfriend, Spencer. I forget his last name. They are broken up. People confirmed to me yesterday via DM. Um, and Dylan O'Brien. <gasps> He's from the Taylor Swift movie. Yes. Apparently, they were sitting near each other at the VMAs. Hmm. And somebody messaged me. They said, Lily Reinhart and Dylan O'Brien are growing close. And I said, how? Like, how would they even meet each other and they said they met the VMAs now I just want to say I'm not saying they're hooking up I'm not saying they're dating I'm not saying they're a couple I'm just saying it's something to keep your eye on and I also love them as a couple I think they'd be the most adorable couple on the planet you you know what's a shame and I I think you could actually single-handedly promote this because you know all the stars read you I think like Lily is so beautiful and wonderful and a very 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 lovely lady I want to encourage them all to just be doing everyone. Like, don't couple (laughs) up. This is the thing is like, everyone feels like they have to be in a couple when they're in their twenties. And, and we watched, you know, like just date everyone. Lily, you're the hottest thing since sliced bread. I hope Dylan and you are making out. If you're not, I hope you're making out with 10 other people. Like let's let these young people go for it. Full stop. Just be safe. Obviously be safe. But like, you know, like being in a couple is way overrated. I totally agree with you. And also, I really think that the general public, specifically the general public on social media, need to understand that celebrities, they date. They date around. Oh, yeah. Just because, you know, let's say Lily and Dylan go on a date. That doesn't make them boyfriend and girlfriend. They're not a couple. No. And, and they don't get that. And they get, they get stuck on, you know, these little nuances that they hear. And it's like, you know, are they, are they boyfriend and girlfriend? They're boyfriend and girlfriend. They broke up. It's like, no, they date around. They're normal. However, They're normal however, if celebrities want to hide, they can hide. So you always like, there are, there are, you know, like Zoe Deschanel, like, yes. Okay. Now we're doing lettuce grows and property brothers, but like, you know, at a time when no new girl was so hot, you couldn't go anywhere without Zoe being followed by the paparazzi. And like, she hid, she hid in Silver Lake. She went to places where there were no people. She hid out and no one ever saw her dating and being married and all that stuff, you know, like you can hide. So if Liv does go on multiple outings to the nice guy and to catch she wants to be seen you mean lily lily sorry i said Liv. that's okay yeah no yeah. um like, she doesn't go to any of those places right because she's she's right. smart you know i get sightings of her you know very rarely but at normal places she's not going to nice guy she's not going to catch right. she's not you know coming to new york and I mean, maybe she is hanging out at like Hasa Cipriani mm-hmm. or like the Ned, but I, I rarely hear about her. Um, she's also adorable. Like she's a new movie on Netflix. It's number one. I don't know if you've seen it. It's an adorable movie. 
um, I think she has like a really bright future ahead of her. Yeah. And I also think like all of young Hollywood marriage is long. They should just stay zip it about. You know what I mean? Like you're a hot thing. I'm a hot thing. Let's be hot things together. And then when we're not feeling so hot, I'll be on to the next hot thing. Like, I love this. And we can't shame people for it. Not that you're, no. I'm not saying you're shaming people, but like we watched Taylor Swift go through it. It was like, oh my God, she dates so many people. I'm like, good. Honestly, my goal in, to go back in my life is good to be in my twenties and have at least seven boy like lovers at every time. Like just, yes. I want to just travel around the world and date everyone. Yes, I agree. I think that they should sow their wild oats while they're young and and um, <laughs> and they have the energy to do so. Exactly. It gets exhausting later on. It does. Mentally exhausting and and physically, but more and mentally. Physically. Yes, yes. Um, okay. That's all I have for the couples, you know, and, you know, people also ask me about Dylan all the time. Like, who's he dating? Does he have a girlfriend? He's, a no, he's dating around. He's a yeah. cutie. He's dating around. He's he's been dating around. I don't think he has like one specific girlfriend. Same with like Jacob Alordi. Like he was actually seen with Olivia Jade um, in London recently. And it was reported a couple months ago that they had broken up, but they were never exclusive. And now they're hanging out again. And that's how it works. That's yeah. how real life works. Yeah. And I think that, you know, people need to understand that like all these relationships are fluid and they're, you know, ever changing and ever moving. People don't get that with celebrities. They think like if Us Weekly reports that Jacob and um, Olivia broke up, they're done. You know what I mean? It's like, no, guys, have some common sense. It's never Please. really over. Nothing is ever over. No, exactly. Um, okay, the next thing I quickly, I don't have a lot of information about this, but, um, you know, over the weekend, Kanye West was Instagramming a lot. And one of the things he brought up was his school, his Donda school. So people were interested about the school. They just wanted to know what it was about. Now, the school has been open, I think, for two years. Um, so somebody asked in a Q&A if the school was legit and if any of my followers have kids who go there. None of my followers had kids who go there, but they knew people who had kids who went there. So I got a few DMs. I'll read them. Um, well, the first one's from a teacher, actually, who says that they've been trying to find the curriculum that Donda uses, which they can't find. And I said, how do you go about looking for that? And the person says, normally it's on the website. On his website, it just says core classes and worship. It would have a link to a sample curriculum, sample readings, or math problems. Even private schools typically have that. Donda Academy doesn't have any of that. So that, you know, I think that adds to the mystery. Like, what, what are they learning at Donda Academy? What are the classes? Um, somebody else says, the only attendees have Kardashian or Kanye ties. There's no structure. There's Sunday school teachers, actors, producer friends come in to teach kids more creative things. Um, they talk about the location, which I really don't feel comfortable talking about. It's a school, but I think it's easily found online. Um, I asked this person if they knew someone who goes there. And the person said, yes, a friend used to send her kids periodically, but it was never set days. They just went when they ever, whenever they felt like it. They still go to a regular private school in the same area. Um, so that's really all the information I got. Someone else did message me and said there is a set curriculum. Um, but 
I didn't get into it with the person. So is this like an added thing? Like some kids do soccer after school and some kids go to Donda school, or is this meant to be like a full-time school? It's meant to be a full-time school. They've also had kids graduate and go to college from there. Somebody told me, um, because the person in the question, you know, specifically said, is this legit? And someone responded to me and said, yes, it's legit. People have Hmm. gotten into colleges from attending Donda. Um, I think there's a big basketball connection to the school somehow. Um, It it was a little bit confusing to me. I'm not going to try to sound like I know everything about it, but if anyone has any more information, you could let me know. Have you ever heard anything about it, Kelsey? You know what? I haven't. I have friends that have worked very closely with Kanye in the past. And, um, and you know, uh, I think we talked about this the last time I, I was on the podcast. I have a lot of compassion for people with mental illness. Um, my brother is, is bipolar and a lot of the things that happen, it's very triggering for me, uh, the Kanye Kim situation and these outbursts and all these things, because if you have someone in your life that is bipolar, you know that you can't control them. It's very difficult. And, um, but I will, I I will say that I I do think that the Kanye, it, it has an element of genius to him. That's not, no one's denying that, but I think at times he has really good grounds people underneath him where he will come up with this in a very manic way, um, these big ideas for things. Like I'm gonna create this thing and this school and the whatever. And then like, if he gets partnered up with the right people, they really go make that happen. And it can be quite good, which is like, if you look at easy, like, you know what I mean? No one can run a a million dollar company like that um, with the type of mental illness that Kanye uh, has and has admitted to, um, without having a really good team behind them. So I think that there, there are some teams at work and a lot of this stuff fails and is just like a pipe dream, but you know, I, I don't know anything about the school, but like, as always my like heart and soul just like really goes out to Kim and her family and Kanye. And it is a brutal, brutal illness. Um, and so I'm, you know, and I, I was really mad at Kanye for a while because when I was in New York, when I was 20 years old, I was a backup dancer in one of his music videos and he never paid me. He owes me $150. Really? Yeah. And this is a very, this is like college dropout. He would, I, I remember getting the job and I called my mom and I was like, I got a job did backup dancing for Kane West. Like I had no idea who this man was. <laughs> Um, and so like, I've always been like, oh, Kanye, <laughs> like joking, but like, I, this is really serious. And, and the thing that really kills me is for his children that, you know, eight, like 86% of, um, people who are bipolar end up killing themselves. Like it's really, sorry, trigger warning here, but it's really, really bad. So I, I think this is, this has a bad ending, um, coming up and it is not fun to watch. Wah, wah, wah. Great <laughs> comment. I hope you're having a good run. <laughs> well, I will say that I, I do think that people live with bipolar disorder if they are properly treated. So it looks like maybe he's not getting the proper treatment if he's having these sort of outbursts and episodes. So it, it could end up well, is my point, if he maybe was. Sure, sure. Sure. And, you know, I'm, I'm just assuming he's not getting the proper type of treatment just based on his Instagram activity, which is kind of sad that mm-hmm. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. what we're basing it on. But I guess, you mm-hmm. know, there's nothing really else to go off of. 
It's a really horrible disease because when you're manic, like that's when he's coming up with these amazing ideas, right? Like that's when the fire is there. And uh, I was in the hospital recently with my brother and the, one of the guys came by and he goes, he's like, what are you in for? And he's like, oh, bipolar. And he's like, me too, man. Highs are high, right? <laughs> like they love it. Like, it's, yeah. you know, it's like a really good feeling and you're so creative and you're so amazing. It's just the burnout after that is brutal. So, oh, Kanye. Yeah. I don't know that I would send my kid to the Donda school, but I don't have children, so I can't make that decision. I don't know much about it. I mean, apparently it's a little bit mysterious. Oh, also you have to sign an NDA. So that's why a lot of people don't have like very concrete information Mm -hmm. about it. I did have a couple of people message me that they applied or they thought about applying. Apparently there were some openings for teachers. Hmm. Um, But, you know, of course, if there is an air of mystery about it or, you know, if it isn't as structured as a regular school, that's obviously going to turn people off, you know, who are teachers in other environments. Um, but yeah, yeah so, I, and he did say, I don't know how true this is, that him and Kim, I don't know if you saw that Instagram post, had had a discussion and came to a, an agreement about um, the kids attending. He did go on his Instagram and say that after all the posts about right. them not going to Donda. Um, so yeah, I hope I, I don't have any Ugh. better info guys. Sorry. And the last thing I want to just end on, this is something people ask me every single week in the Q and a, they want to know about Nathan Fielder. It's because he has a new show on HBO. Um, and people are really, really into it and into him. And I got this DM. It's it's nothing. It's like not anything salacious, but I'll just read it because I received it after the Q&A. It says, I worked with Nathan and he is very nice, but he is very, very strange, like not normal at all, but thankfully very nice. And yes, he is engaged to a normie. No idea what she does or what she looks like. He is very private. But they are engaged and planning a cute wedding in Canada. To be honest, I've heard more about the wedding than the fiance. Nothing but love for him. He is nice to everyone and fairly low key and also mega talented and brilliant. Now, somebody told me he was seeing a director. She's a director. But then other people messaged me that she's an artist. So I don't know who she is. I don't have any more information, but apparently he's engaged. I mean, he's Canadian. And he's Canadian. Do you know, do you? I know nothing about this man. I'm Kiki Palmer. Sorry to this man. I have no idea who you are, but I'll tell you what keeps happening is that every day, another famous Canadian that's more successful than me comes out. And I know that I'm never going to make it on the Canada's walk of fame. So Nathan, hope you enjoy your star. And looks like you got an overall deal with HBO. So this is great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like what the f- Wayne Gretzky wasn't enough. Like it's always like, you, si, uh, what's his name? Simu Lee. Uh, yes. Simu Leo. Um, he's Canadian. I just went up to Canada. His book is everywhere. They're like by Canadian author. I'm like, I'm right here guys. Like this is some bullshit. Nathan Fielder. I'm glad everyone's writing to you about Nathan Fielder. <laughs> Weird Nathan Fielder. Just getting all the love. From Wait, who do you think the most famous Canadian is? Well, Celine Dion is obviously the most famous Canadian and Shania Twain. And like, I like to think that I'm third, but Nathan now 
<laughs> You're third and then like Drake and then maybe Bieber. Oh, yeah, those guys. Well, they're East Coast, though. So does that count? Oh, it's not the same? I mean, it is the same. No, it's the same. You're absolutely right. There's there's a lot of now there's a lot of famous Canadians because we can be psycho enough to make it in Hollywood, but also nice. I like that. Yeah. Anyway, that. it's never going to happen for me. Every year I have my publicist write and be like, could Kelty be on the 25 most beautiful people in Canada? And like when <laughs> I was 35, there was a great possibility. Like now I'm haggard. Like I'm never going to make it. You are not haggard. Stop it right now. Maybe we should start a campaign. I'm, I have a lot of Canadian followers. You let me know what you need me to do. Do you need a petition signed? Do you need them to vote? Like I'm here to help you. I don't even know. No one even responds to the calls. <laughs> You know, they don't even respond to the email. <laughs> so. I wish people could see like how serious you are right now. I'm dead serious about my career. I'm like, uh, <laughs> hello. I literally like wrote, um, I was up in Canada and I, um, I wrote to my publisher while I was standing in the superstore, which like Canadians will understand the real Canadian superstore is like all Walmart, but like way better. And I'm standing there and I was like, I see that my book is not available here on the shelf in Canada. I have many Canadian fans. Like, they're like, it's Saturday at four in the morning. Like, <laughs> please leave me alone. And I was like, need to get that list. It's so hard to be a Z-list celebrity. Let me tell you, the stress is, whew. I'd honestly rather be Olivia Wilde. At least then I know I'm getting a Gucci dress. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you get to like fall asleep with Harry Styles next to you. That I don't want. What? I never, mm -mm -mm. nope. A secret to lasting love is, this is not a relationship podcast, but you have got to have a man that loves you more or the other person has to love you more than you love them. If Harry Styles was next to me, I would be obsessed with him. I would be stupid. I would make mistakes. Like I have never, I've been married 10 years. I've never texted my husband first. Like he loves me more than I love him. And that's what makes a happy marriage. Okay. Love that advice. Let's end on that. And speaking of your book, tell everyone the name of your book, where they can get it. Well, the fun story is, is that at some point in this book, which didn't happen, we were going to have celebrity stories. And I reached out to you. And at the time I had a blind item. I reached out and I was like, dude, do you want to do a, like an essay? You know, I think be, we had, we got like housewives and different people. And, and you were like, I, I can't, cause I'm working on something. Well, 2022 year of the secrets. Hey, everything is undercover. Um, so I'm so happy for you too. I already pre-ordered your book on Amazon and can't wait for it to come out. You're, you, you're, you've got some time. That book never happened. The book that you're talking about. The, no, the, the book, book happened. So we did, our book is called lady secrets. We were going to have celebrity secrets. And what we realized is that no celebrity actually wants to share a secret to which the level that we, we needed them. So in this book, if you love what you do, this is the book for you because I have, I'm naming names. I have an essay called Julia Roberts hates me. I have an essay about when I accidentally snuck into George Clooney's party at Cannes and he came up to me and kissed me on both cheeks. Like we were best friends. And then immediately he turned away to go to the next person. And I got kicked out. Um, like it, I, I have, uh, there's a story about Jack, my podcast co-host accidentally going on to date with Josh Dumel. Um, there's a story about Norman Reedus. Like we have so many, all of my celebrity stories from my 10 years as an entertainment journalist are in this book and I'm naming names. So it's called Lady Secrets. It's 30 essays from the Lady Gang podcast that have all these essays about our lives and, you know, Becca's a mom and infertility and hard stuff. But then we, we got all these secrets submitted by women from across the world. So it's like this woman who 
hates her in-laws so much. She's pretended to be narcoleptic for 17 years and she goes to the football games or like family Thanksgiving dinners, like falls asleep on her husband's, but she's like awake guys. She knows like she can hear you talking about her. Um, stealing, you know, fraud, all this stuff. So the book is like a little delicious collection of our essays, but also the lady secrets. And it's on sale, goes on sale September 20th. And we're heading out on tour. We start in Chicago on September 13th. And we have, I mean, I would love for you to come to the New York show if you're in New York. I don't know where you live. Um, but you know, I was like, what if she's in the audience? I'm like, nobody knows she's there <laughs> or it's a man. I don't know who you are. Um, anyway, so please go on to your where you buy books and pre-order Lady Secrets, the book. You're going to love it. It's a great yeah. read. And where could people buy tickets? Tickets are at theladygang.com slash tour. And it's going to be so fun. We have a wheel of secrets. We're doing a bachelor in each city, hooking girls up with their guy. We're going to read from the book a little bit. We're doing a sit down chair dance, which is something I learned summering in Ibiza this year, um, where you like dance, but you're in your chair. So it's like nice on your feet. Um, it's just a really good show. This, this is like our best show. We're on a bus. We're touring around the whole country. Like it's going to be Caitlin Bristow from the bachelorette is coming to our Texas shows. Nick Viles opening our Chicago show on the 13th. Like we have special guests. It's gonna be great. Okay, that sounds fun. And then Lady Gang is available wherever you listen to your podcast. Yep. I saw a TikTok. Um, I guess it was on my for you page, <gasps> and it was of your Kristen Cavallari interview, and you looked know. fabulous. You had some milkmaid braids, some sort of yep. braid situation. You looked uh-huh. great. That was um, from our E show that got canceled, Lady Gang, Lady Gang TV on E. Um, we made 16 episodes and it was amazing. And it's been in the dumpster, like, and I unearthed the episodes. E hated it so much, allegedly. They just didn't even keep it on the streaming service or their website. So there's like no way to watch it. But I have all the original episodes. So I've just been uploading them secretly until they sue me on TikTok. It's so fun. It's a great show. We just had a shitty time. It was 11 o'clock on. Keep uploading. So where, where do they, TikTok do they follow then? Lady Gang for that? Yeah, I do it on mine at Kelty Knight or at Lady at the Lady Gang. Yeah, it's, it's really good. We're the don't worry darling of 2019. <laughs> I want to get back together with you after we've both seen the movie. Okay, I'm down to do that. We can do a special episode of your podcast where we just now review movies or projects that you've been given blinds about. I would love that. I would love that. I rarely give my opinion on things, I feel, because the backlash is just not worth it. So I would love that. Well, thank you for being here. It's a pleasure as always. And thanks for listening, guys. That's it for today. Thanks so much for listening to Do You. New episodes will air every Thursday. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13 Studios. Please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. For more info, you can also follow me on Instagram at DeMois.